Silman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff, TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! Like dumb, I'm smart and I want respect. They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott. Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. The real talent on the show. Oh, boy. I like to say. You're going to need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it! Guys, it's episode 720. I think we have to call it Skate or Die. Do you remember? When, I mean, you guys are too young. You guys are young. When I was a kid, there was an arcade game where you played, uh, where you skated boarded. You skateboarded? What's an arcade? And, well, an arcade was a place where you used to have to go. You couldn't play your video games in your house. You couldn't play Fortnite you with your friends. You had to go out okay. to a place. You had to uh-huh. have you had to have change. Wait a minute, let me explain this. People used to use currency. They used to use pieces of metal that were round in order to exchange for goods and services. And well, grandma has a jar of that. <laughs> yeah, your grandma, your grandma probably has a jar. When whenever your daddy says a bad word, he has to put a little round piece of metal in a jar, right? Uh-huh. So one of those games was called 720 and it was a skateboarding game and it was a pretty fun game and like if you when your timer ran out it would say skate or die and then the bees would chase you until you went to the you would you would uh you would have to get into one of the four skate parks where you would have to earn money for winning competitions so you could buy more better boards and knee pads and helmets and stuff i am in all seriousness quick aside in in my future life as a, a fully adult sandwich with you know a lavish home and money. I would love to have some kind of arcade cabinet in my home. Tron. I just I never played Tron, so I wouldn't have <laughs> Tron. Well, I'd have well, Tron if I'd have I, Tron if well, I inherited I that. <laughs> yeah. If I Let me say this, it's entirely possible that dream will come true for you, and it will be a Tron game. I'm if, just I, if I inherit a Tron game, then I will play Tron. Is there currently a Tron cabinet in the storage unit? Currently, no. 
No. Okay. But it's on the list. Of I do po- want, possible. you know, arcade one up did do one and, uh, and, and like one of those, like more like reasonable sized ones. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I mean, it has a little lifter on it and th- it's, it's really clever the way that they did it. Um, I haven't picked it up yet, but it, I have every intention of picking it up, but I also want a real one, but I also want discs the, of the, Tron. the, yeah, that's, that's the, um, that's the, the, the grail of, in my in, uh, what would be my arcade game collection that would be the grail a, a, a stand-in cabinet discs of tron has always been like my arcade dream. if i ever dreamt about having an arcade game in my house that was the one i wanted big Kev i still arcade. play the game the, the game is free on i'm pretty sure it's free on xbox i have it i have it downloaded on my xbox and uh, it's stupid. I can't believe how dumb it is 100 years later. But what they've done is, that's great, is they actually up the graph, they up the the graphics on it. So it's it's almost like it's not quite a reboot, more like an, uh, you know, like an upgraded version. And it's a lot of fun from a really simple sort of early 80s video game perspective. Plus the, the atmosphere and and, you know, like. That kind of thing is all really great, but I I'll never forget. I know exactly where I was. I know exactly uh, how old I was. The first time I stepped into, I feel like the Tron discs of Tron arcade game, the stand in cabinet, because I think they had a standalone one also, but the one that I remember, the one that I have the memory of is the stand in cabinet. You can, you can look it up. Um, and what I remember is it's the first time I felt really immersed in a video game, if that makes sense. Because you step in and it's dark. You're not sitting. You're sort of leaning. There's like a tiny ledge on the back that you kind of lean your butt into. And then it really does feel sort of like, you know, removed from the rest of the arcade experience, which I, which I was like, why has no one else thought of this? at the time you know what i mean star wars uh the star wars game which by the way i never i never the vector graphics one i never really liked that i never thought it was that great i mean i played it because everybody did but i i thought there was a game that would have probably benefited from having you know and i feel like the tron cabinet also had additional speakers as well it may have been the first one that was experimenting in some way with some sort of surround sound. I could be wrong about that, but let's say I'm not wrong about that. Star Wars arcade game would have benefited highly. Well, there was sit down versions of that at, at your better arcades that made it a lot more fun because you're sitting down playing. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember, I vaguely remember a sit down version of Star Wars, but that didn't really, re- it wasn't a, it wasn't a, like a removed experience. It's almost like the mech pods, if you if you've ever seen one of those, now those are those are only like ten or so years old, or maybe a bit more. But you're like you're fully in that pod, and you're yeah. fully immersed. And the first ever experience that I had that was even like that was Discs of Tron, the stand-in cabinet Discs of Tron. So that's been a that's been a grail for me forever. If I was a millionaire, I'd already have one um, because I would just find one in the country that was for sale and I would buy it. But it's a really hard to find one for sale because they're really valued by collectors. That's number one. Number two, um, the other problem with any arcade game is that usually when you buy an arcade game like eBay or something, it's, it's, you got to come pick it up, you know? And if it's in like Muncie, Indiana, 
you know, then you got to drive a truck out to Muncie, Indiana, or or fly out there and rent a U-Haul and drive it back to Jersey. You know, and I, I'm not saying I wouldn't do that uh, for the right price and that game, or even a even a a regular Tron arcade game, which I also was obsessed with. Uh, not the game. Again, the game is fairly mundane, especially these days. It's like a ten. You know, there's were there three different ones. There's the light cycle chase. There's the tank grid, and there's like the shooting the bugs one. I think those are the three elements. Oh no, there's four elements. What am I forgetting? I'm forgetting one. That's embarrassing. Oh no, am I, am I forgetting one? Light cycles. But oh yeah, no the. No. Oh yeah. The breakout style, you know, where you shoot the bricks. Yeah. That's the fourth one. Um, uh, there's, there's four elements of the game. They're all of them derivative from every other game of the period, you know? So it's not like they're even unique. They're skinned for Tron basically, you know, but they're, they're fairly mundane. That was never what did it for me. I mean, the game was fine and you know, I, I, I played it very well. What did it for me was the, was the cabinet design. And the lights in the cabinet, and there were black lights, and there were things. It real and the 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 joystick glowed blue, and you know it was like all these things. That cabinet was exceptional, and for its day, it was really, really, it was really, really something. So, um, you know, and being a Tron fan, also, again, that's it's almost part of my disappointment in Star Wars that Star Wars felt fairly mundane and not very good, even in the game sense. So you really had you only had mediocre to grab on, onto with that game, my opinion. So let so. me let me read you this. I'm I'm just looking at uh, what this is from Vintage Arcade Superstore Discs of Tron Environmental. It says it. this game is considered by some the holy grail of video games, including uh-huh. Big Kev. Um, yep. It is very collectible and rare, and it's out of stock currently. But when it is in stock, how much is it? Eleven thousand dollars. I was about to say about nine grand. So 11 just means it's just even gone higher still. So not bad. Not bad. What about the standard Tron game? Do they have that listed oh, I didn't, on there? I didn't, I didn't, you, you wait till I put my phone down. All right. Uh... I saw the uh, the Star Wars Battle Pods, which was like um, an arcade game that had like a bubble you had to walk in and it had like a wide kind of wraparound screen. And you would like, you'd do pod racing, you'd be in an X Wing and stuff like that. Or you'd be at the Battle of Hoth. They that uh, arcade cabinet. It's not even a cabinet. It's basically it's one of those kind of experience things too. That's going for like fifteen now. I'm seeing, and that one's not even old. That one's almost ten years old. Yeah. See, when yeah. that like came out, but it was like it was so far beyond the days of a you know dropping a quarter in to play a video game. It was like you know five bucks oh, to yeah. play, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, five, I'm not yeah. gonna sit in there for five. You know, it's just it's not worth it anymore. Uh, yeah. the, the an actual Tron cabinet game is about seven grand, but you can get the one up version of it for six hundred bucks at Target. So, yeah, yeah, I I've been I've been toying with the idea of just uh pulling the trigger on that. I just haven't done it yet. Because what I, mean, I might do the, is the gameplay might... is the same, right? I mean, there's no difference in the gameplay. Exactly it's just, the same. It's the cabinet is slightly smaller, and I think it comes with like a Tron stool or something. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, I I mean I would I. I it, it's enough for me to have that and, and and pine away for having an actual one, but it's enough to have the one-up one, which is their whole business model. Yeah. You may not be able to get one from 1982, 
but here's basically it for 600 bucks. Right. And the, the that price, price is that price on Tron is way hot, way too high. Yeah. They're about half that. Yeah. You know, and sometimes they might need a little work or a little restoration, but they're about they're they're not they're not 7 grand. Not if the other one's 11. That's not that's that I would I would say I'd say that site is off by probably two grand, at least in both cases. I would think it's probably closer to nine for environment and probably closer to, I mean, if you had a high end one that was restored, maybe five grand, but you usually see them online. Now they're about, they're anywhere from uh, ready to be thrown in the garbage for like 1500 and you have to fully restore or moderately damaged with, you know, it could go the way that it is, but you might want to restore it for about, I don't know, 25. But a, a really good one is probably closer to, to three or four, I would think. So there you go. And with, and with that, folks, we'll bring this episode of Geek Stuff, Arcade Stuff, TNG to a close. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Let's do, okay. All right. We should get started. There's a couple of things to talk about today. Let's do the uh, let's do the plugs first. I don't right? even know how we got on that tangent because this is episode 720. Skate or die. Oh yes. Okay. Right. Got it. Uh, be sure you're following the show on the Facebooks, Twitters, Instagrams, maybe on Facebook Marketplace. There is a Tron Arcade Environmental that we can follow as a show. Um, Tron di- deadly discs of Tron. Discs of Tron. Right. There was no. There should have been an element. You know, like there should have been an an environmental for the regular one that'd be pretty that would have been pretty awesome but i i can understand why they wouldn't at the time they were probably mad expensive to produce yeah right uh let's see be sure that you're following show on patreon patreon.com slash geekstuff a dollar a month you get access to the discord server for three dollars a month you get the early bird special which is these shows as soon as we're done with them uh and also a copy of the prep sheet for five dollars a month it's the vintage episodes of big kev's geek stuff over in the bonus round and at ten dollars a month you get to watch the show live and direct on the instagram lives when kev is home and he's home today so you get to see this episode live for the patreons all right. I can't, I can't find I can't find the Tron game on marketplace yet. <laughs> All right. If you look on eBay, you'll find one. Oh, probably. You know what? You know, speaking of arcade games, since we, we and and related to this show also, uh, because we had Lance Guest and Catherine Mary Stewart on this show, The Last Starfighter, literally a movie based on a video uh, on on the fact that the main character beats a video game, a cabinet arcade game, never had a cabinet arcade game. I know you would think that would have been a natural tie-in. Why didn't they just make the game, right? Yeah. I mean, Disney ended up making a Fix-It Felix for Wreck-It Ralph, right? I mean, like they actually, you know, made. I a think they of those. did. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I never understood why that. I mean, honestly, and I'm being completely honest here, you could have reskinned the Star Wars game. You know what I mean? You could have read basic redos of the Star Wars game and put it out as Last Starfighter, and no one would have known. Yeah. You know, you could do it now. There is a, by the way, there is a cabinet for that game that does exist. I have a photo somewhere in my collection of a of a of a nostalgia show or 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 a con recently where Lance Guest and Catherine Mary Stewart are Lance is playing that arcade game because it was brought to this event. <laughs> Lance is playing that arcade game and she's standing next to him. It's like a shot from the movie, but you know, a hundred years later, it really, really was. It was adorable. I wish I had been there for that. Um, and just to 
try and play the game. That's another one, though. If 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 opportunity presented itself uh, to have one of those, and I know somebody is making them, and somebody has created the game and all, all that as well, at least to the extent that it can be created, um, uh, someone is doing that or, or has done that, and I would definitely, that would be another one I would absolutely get instantly. When, when Toy Weaver made the last Starfighter action figures yes. for that interview yes. uh did he yes. also make the the game like because i mean you know he makes all the accessories and everything too did he yeah. make the game that so yeah so so here's the thing uh, about toy weaver he makes so much good shit it's hard to keep track agreed and 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 i try really because i don't want to miss anything he makes related to tron or the last starfighter but he bounces around sometimes and like all of a sudden like right now, as a matter of fact, he's done a special version of a Tron figure. Now, he did this a while ago, you know, and I, I know I realized by saying this that that people are probably going to go over there because they listen to this show and they know uh, Toy Weaver, uh, you know, our, our, our association with him and, and my fandom of him. Um, they're going to go over now and snatch these up. And I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that Toy Weaver has put one of these aside now that I'm saying it. The Japanese film poster for Tron shows a completely different colored Tron. So if you guys Google that, if you Google Tron One Sheet Japan, you'll see what I mean. It's like he's almost like black and red and yellow and a whole bunch of different colors. And Toy Weaver, in his infinite wisdom and trying to bring collectors more stuff that never got made, uh, by the Tomy company uh, who had the license uh, for the movie when it came out um, has done a figure of this carded figure and of course I'm like Gary gotta have that and so on but bouncing back to last Starfighter again this is he has done a cabinet with a tiny screen in it that has sound I'm pretty sure has sound and has uh, you know, like like little animation from the from the, the the game from the movie. I don't know that he ever sold any. I think he was experimenting with it. But I I have made it abundantly clear to Toy Weaver that I want one of those arcade games. And I've also informed. Yeah, yeah, there it is. It's right there. Yeah, I, yeah, I have informed him that I want one of them, and as soon as he can make one, I want to have it. Now, if you look at him, now, now uh, what Scott just did there is he showed me, what was that, his Facebook page? It's his, it's his Instagram, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he's posted on Instagram yet. He's definitely posted on Facebook. He's doing the car. Yeah, he's working He's working on the star car from, from uh, The Last Starfighter right now. And I have told him in no uncertain terms, am I not to be on the list for that car because uh i want it and i want the arcade game and i want all the figures and you know and and thankfully toy weaver with me thankfully he he does cycle through things and everything else and allows me a minute to breathe and catch up but i'm so behind and the other problem is the guy running my storage unit just doesn't tell me what the hell comes in so i don't know what i have over there and what i don't and sometimes I, I might be rebuying stuff and, you know, I oh, might be like getting stuff twice. And, well, you know, play, these play things aren't the storage cheap. Guy. <laughs> you should fire, fire that storage guy and get a new one. 
I'm, I mean, seriously, good help's hard to find sometimes. What are you going to do? I got to do the best I can. So I try to keep, and thankfully, Toy Weaver and I are friends. I consider us friends, even though I've never met him. Um, and I'd, I'd like to meet him because I think he's a genius. Um, but uh, that said, he thankfully is fairly adept at what I've given, at what he's he, he's uh, sold me so that I, I don't think I'm repeating, but there's always a possibility that I wouldn't repeat something like, the game cabinet or the car or anything. Oh no, you no, I remember the car. It's in the unit already. You don't need to buy it. It it hasn't been created yet. So no, nice. He, he he I remember there specifically that car. It's there already, trust me. So I oh, I is? am now speaking okay. directly to the person who's responsible for picking up things at the storage unit. Here's a confirmation conversation I had via text with Kev while I was somewhere that had items oh, that Kev might want to uh, oh, acquire. Boy. And I said, Kev, I think you have that already. And Kev said, ah, it doesn't matter. Get it anyway. I'll sort it out later. So, you know, whether he has it or not doesn't necessarily now, matter. Now, hold on. Now, now as an hold, addict. Now, hold as an addict. on. No, no, no. No, no. Get that message back up. <laughs> what was the thing? Uh, it was the Agent Carter uh, uh, Hydra. Agent it was Carter, Agent, the little the, the chibi one, it right? Was, it was the it one. Yeah, it was the, the Hydra Stomper. And the Hydra Stomper, yes. Right, right. And as we all know, I have a problem. <laughs> Wait, so, let me isolate that. Hold one, on. <laughs> not out of the realm of possibility and that, that I could be repeating. And furthermore, that was something I didn't want to miss out on. And if I do have two, I would gladly sell the second one or make it part of a prize package at New York Comic Con. Which, by the way, we we already have a table. Wow, they called us already. Uh huh. It's a. I'm a, I'm as shocked as you. So I, I don't know. We gotta we gotta figure out how we're getting in. What do you mean? How? What do you mean? I don't have my truck anymore. I have a car. Oh, Reggie oh, died, yeah. right? Reggie was the truck. Yeah. Was Reggie the Who Reggie was the truck? Wait, wait, what? We didn't use your truck. What did we use last year? To load in, we used my truck. To load out, I think you, you might have borrowed a certain friend of ours. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Do, so, we, know, do we know the dates for New York Comic Con yet? I believe it's still... It's usually the the beginning of October. I don't know. Usually, from what I remember, it's like the first weekend in October, whatever that is. So I think tentatively now, that is... Like 7th, 8th, 9th? Yeah, 6th. Yeah, start the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th. Rumor has it that we're getting our old booth back, too. Which old booth? The corner. Oh, sweet. The good corner. So that's that's fun. We'll be able to announce that pretty soon. And let's see. What else? Yeah, hey, we can, can, we can, ask, solve that. can I ask a quick question? Oh, boy. Did we pay last time? Yeah, we pay every time. What kind of question is that? No, because sometimes we pay later. Of course we paid. <laughs> kind of outfit you think what, we're running here. What, you think you could uh, not pay for newer what do you comic think this is, what do you think this is the storage unit no this is running I, efficiently I, I think occasionally we we pay after <laughs> we this is an organization that runs efficiently unlike the storage unit the storage unit wing of geek stuff tng is that's the weak link well, the, listen, the, 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 the appearances the, and con uh con and appearances division of geek stuff 
smooth as glass. Smooth as broken glass. Smooth as glass. Nothing broken. Oh, it fucking sucked last time, too, because we waited for like nine hours. That that did suck. That did suck. We got uh, we'll 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 figure we, it. Quick story. We got to the city at like seven in the morning and we didn't get to leave till six at night. <laughs> and we were yeah. and and that was just to load those, in. The, the con wasn't open that day. That was just drop off day. That was yeah. That was load in and us building the booth effectively. Yeah. So and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, sandwich. No. Maybe we we'll, maybe we'll get a van or something like these other idiots do. I hate. I would hate to think that's what we have to do. But if we have to do it, we have to do it. We got to find someone with a truck. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see me. The problem for adults and we're the adults. But Thank anyways. <laughs> Anyways, with that, we will take our first and only break. <laughs> Did we do news yet? We haven't done anything yet. We this has all just been yet. catching up. Kev's been uh, we spun, out. We, have, we no, need to catch no, up with our we friend spun Kev. Out, no, we spun out of arcade games into Last Starfighter, which spun us into Toy Weaver, which spun us into the storage unit, which spun us into New York. No, this has no, been no. We, no. We spun it into You Guys Think I Have a Problem, which spun into... Prize package for New York, which spun us into how New York was long last year. Let's hit the news. <laughs> Let's Geek stuff. What's in the news? I think I think the writers might strike again. We talked about it yeah. a little bit next week, but it, last week, but it's uh, it's getting closer to uh, you know. I mean, it, it, they might they might be on strike by the time this airs. They so- might already be striking. So looking at this, um, I find them very striking. Some of them, it's because of the streaming issues, right? Of yes, discrepancies between screaming, uh, screaming, streaming, screaming. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the because I can't imagine the last contract they did for the for the Writers Guild had anything to do with streaming. So, yeah, and we said I the bet. last time they sh- they went on strike was like two thousand and eight. Eight, yeah. yeah. So I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I I was young, but I vaguely remember. Yeah, it was when you were a kid, you know. But some of your favorite shows probably got canceled because of the writer strike, and now you know. Um, what else? What got canceled during the writer strike? Oh, I don't. I mean, lots of stuff that was like on the cusp just didn't come back after oh. the writer strike, and you know things remember. like things got shortened seasons and whatever because they had to kind of halt production and stuff. Um, I could look I it up, but um, over at the box office, Super Mario Brothers over a billion. I mean, and still going strong. It's a me, a money maker. Let's go. It's a me, a money maker. Have you anybody seen it yet? No, no, no. Yeah. My my girlfriend went to see it, and she liked it a lot. Wow! <laughs> Without you, yeah. Wow. She's been singing that Jack that song Jack Black sings at the end, which has been making the rounds on the internet. Um, Did she get you the twenty sided uh, popcorn bucket for Mario? It doesn't matter. It's a popcorn bucket. No, I didn't need a pop. I, no, she didn't get me a popcorn bucket. I never wanted a giant D twenty popcorn bucket. Lies, not hear lies. Hear, folks, hear the denial, folks. But I'm the one with the problem. You admitted you had a problem. We were all there for that. I don't have a dice problem, and I admit that I have a problem. You, on the other hand, have a terrible dice problem, and just I, won't won't. Admit I don't it. have a dice problem. That's what, what I, every person without a dice. But, that's every person has a dice problem. They say the same thing. I can stop whenever I want. That's it. 
That's it. I can stop anytime. I, I can stop getting dice and D and D shit anytime. There it is. I There's want. the giant soccer. Oh, there ball it is. D twenty. Is that for is is that? Oh, that's hey, Scott. Is that for is that for sandwich or is that for me? I asked you both if you wanted one, and you both said no. I was there. I had the opportunity to get them, and I would have bought them. You both said no. So this is well, mine, listen, and you, you guys are out of luck. You better keep that away from your kid. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's on a shelf. It does not. It's, yeah. See, Eventually, like, the only that, thing I would even think to use that for is to just store dice. That's what I was about to say. You probably could use You would use the store dice, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I don't have that much dice. I couldn't even fill oh, it halfway. Oh, come on, dude. I run, I, your, I run your dice storage unit. Don't tell me. You know how many you know how many bins of dice he has, Scott? Hold on. Over hold on. 100 bins. He claims dice. to only have like six sets uh, of dice. One set. That's Two my sets. Yeah, here we go. Hold on. Oh, wait. I could just reach over and, and grab a handful Three of sets. Toys. That doesn't. No. Oh, I'm showing you my entire collection. He's gotten at least one set every year at New York Comic Con that he's done with me. So that's at least five sets. Plus, okay, no, hold on, hold on. Other you, oh, no, I'm, you need uh, to clarify. <laughs> all, even before he was on the show and he was doing New York Comic Con, he bought dice sets and he bought one in my presence at at least the last what one two. It's eight, nine shows. So that's got to be... Okay, maybe I have more than five sets now. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Listen, what it is... The facade is slipping. What it the is... The facade is slipping. It's a memorial thing because I get them to remember the things I've done. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Fuck you. Fuck Look you, you're an addict. <laughs> Listen to the excuses. You're an addict. Don't push your addict on me. Look at the excuses. Uh, I wow. learned it from watching you, Dad. I'm just saying, at least, at least, I'm glad we were able to have this intervention. Yeah, this is if, good. If it was called, if it was called anything, it was, if we could rename the episode to, you know, Sandwich Has a Problem. But no, skater die is appropriate. But I'm glad. I'm glad this came out publicly that you have a that you have an issue. Hey, because when you weren't here, uh, he said no. You I've only got six five sets. sets. When confronted with the evidence <laughs> that there are clearly more than five, you know, it's funny. I was pulling like sets out. I'm like, I definitely have way more than this. I'm definitely, yeah. <laughs> I need to stop now, or it looks like I have more of a problem. Yeah, but the, like I said, the Hiding giant D twenty, the giant D twenty was a little too much for me sure i like dice i'll admit it the giant hundred dollars that you're gonna get a package for christmas from scott and it's gonna be that giant 20-sided popcorn book if scott gets it for me that's one thing i'm not gonna go out of my way to get it i will never spend money on it if like it falls out of the back now of the that, truck, now that we now it. that i said that scott's gonna run back to the theater and get two if, more and that's what we're both gonna get if they christmas. were still available i don't i doubt that they're available uh if you ask, they might have them. Yeah, maybe the the show's about uh, it's about to come out on uh, digital, so I don't know that. I mean, it's not going to be in theaters much longer. You know, you never know. They got them tucked somewhere. You'd be like, hey, you got any more of those buckets? Yeah, I'd take a couple of those. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll so. give you a discount. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll just give them to you because they're like, we got to get rid of this shit. <laughs> doubt that they were thirty five bucks. Like you said, it's a little too much, but I got it just because. I also, I, I also wish that it doesn't look like, I know it's not supposed to be used for D&D, &D, um, that it stayed closed. Because it looks like if you just pop it, like it, the, the top just comes off. It's like there's no latch or anything. It 
it kind of clicks. It's, it clicks in. It does click in? Yeah. Yeah, because that's the other thing. It's like, okay, if I was going to use this as a giant comedy dice, uh, I'd be worried about rolling it and then just the top popping off. And I, it's like, okay. I would like, yeah, I'd want to roll it on something that had like a softer, sort of like a pool table. Yeah, no, it's oh, yeah. it. It's like hard plastic. I don't think it could handle too many rolls. If you rolled it, it would. I don't think it would yeah, last very long. Yeah, it, I don't think looks. Want it. I, I, it would be decorative for me. I wouldn't use it for for rolling, but yeah. just saying. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I mean, we'll, while we were on that subject, was there a D and D news story in there? It's D and D. Yeah. No. No. There weren't any. Not that this week. Um. I'm waiting for the new book to be like announced. It's been a while. I mean. They're moving on to D to one D and D or D and D one. Are are there going to be any more? Well, I guess the new book. There's will be supposed a one to be book, three though. more. One book every quarter, in theory. Of, There's one. Yeah, one book a quarter, even when they go to one. Apparently, and I feel like we're due for the second quarter book, unless I'm losing my mind. We have another month, but like we haven't heard anything about the the new one yet. Right. Nope. So basically, the next four, like when they finish up this calendar year, then. 5e is done and it'll everything after that'll be D one i i haven't heard i haven't heard that yet i so, haven't heard absolute definitive have you heard yeah. absolutely definitively all they've said last time was that oh we want to start one D in 2024 now to what degree does that start january versus start in june we don't know yet um but i don't think they're going to make any more 5e specific material after this year, I believe. Oh, that just means we're just back at square one and we're starting. It's just like when 5e came out, it was just like, fuck, I have 204 e books. Yeah. Because they put one out, it was definitely more than one per quarter. Oh, yeah. I then. mean, I, I have as many 5e books as I can on my shelf here. I have a lot of fucking books for 5e. So you tell me I got to start all, you know, they're going to re release a handbook and they're going to re release is- Tosh. They do it every, sir, every system. Sir. This is the fifth time. That's the disease. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the fact that you need to get books for the new set, that's the disease. I understand that. But it, that's How many of those the books are mine reason. on that show? I mean, because... So then- these, no, all your books are uh, two, actually. Sorry. Uh-huh. Two. Just like I only have five sets of dice, all your books are in... Uh, uh, well, 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 actually, I, I, I have two. I, so. I could have none in a minute if you're going to give me an attitude. Oh, <laughs> Oh, this is what happens when you confront the addict, folks. You see that? That's right. You see how he's it turns? He's turning on you. It gets you. violent. It gets, you know, that's we what know, happens. I think it's time for a break. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, Sandwich. Scott and I want you to know that we love you. And we know that you have a problem. But <laughs> so, that we're not abandoning you. We're here to you're support so you. fucking manipulative. <laughs> you're such a fucking manipulative bastard. I hate what? you. How do <laughs> What was the manipulation? Where did I manipulate? Fucking Where? Twist. You twist. What I twist? <laughs> Where was the twist? Now, on a serious, serious question, though. So, like, if you said, no, I'm just going to stick with 5e. I'm not going to buy it. Then there's the FOMO, right? What if one D and D is good, and then I didn't buy all the books? Then I have to go back out and try to get them later, right? So it's like, so you instead yeah. you keep buying them as they come out. So yeah, like I, it or not, I want to give one D and D a shot when it comes out because I'd like to play D and D in the stores, and I feel like if everyone's, you know, I, I know five E already, so I don't have to worry about that. But if people are like, oh, I want to play one D and D, I'm not to get the books anyways or figure it out online, which I hate. 
I kind of hate online tutorials for how to play role playing games because I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like they never really explain it properly. I or in a way that makes think, sense to me. I also think it's not going to be vastly different than 5e. Well, the point is even they even said we want to make it backwards compatible to some degree. So, I mean, it it feels 5e derivative. So it's not like it'll be vastly That's what I, different. Yeah I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm getting all of it because I've been getting all of it for a long time. So it's not, I mean, that's not the, the issue for me is not, well, am I just going to do the online? Well, no, because I collect the books. So, you know, I'm not going to do just the online, but the point is, is I don't think it's going to be, I think 5e is way too popular for them to just abandon um, in the sense that they have to say that, that one is backwards compatible or however it is that they're phrasing it. And I think it's going to be minor tweaks at best. And you know, an all new art, all new product because you know Hasbro. They also, I've seen so far with some of the uh, like unearthed arcana stuff. They're trying to rebalance the classes, and nerf some, make some better. So like they're trying to make like monk and ranger not kind of trash, <laughs> you know, for the entire five E like they did with monk and ranger. I don't know. I think ranger the what you call it, it's the range stuff for ranger i think that's always been pretty good no it was good but like I don't know you, very well but rangers i know pretty well, well like a lot of the stuff you could do with a ranger could just be done better with a fighter was what they was what people felt for a while right so like yeah you can be do good with ranger but you can just do it better with fighter was the excuse for a while and you know what makes it even better sandwich mm-hmm. random character generation i mean i guess it'll make it more fun but yeah, because and you know what else it will do? It will broaden people's horizons. You know, do you always play the same class? Do you always play the same race? Well, guess what? Now you're uh you're you're whatever that turtle species is, and Portal. you're a monk, and you're uh, afraid of spiders. You know, and you have a stick. So like you know, there there that's a, that's a what if that isn't like. I mean, I've played with guys who literally play the same fucking character with a different name every single oh, that's just, time. That's just lame. I know. It's like, oh, well, I'm I'm a drow thief, and my name is Ted. All right, new game. All right, I'm a drow thief, but my name is Ned. Theodore. Theo. You know, uh, all right, next game. I'm a drow thief, um, but my name is... Dory, you know, like, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. You know, if you do something like random character generation, it it, it stops that. You know, it, it makes it forces people to be creative, make characters that are not just their old characters, reskinned or renamed. And that's why I've always thought of that as an amazing idea. And that's why I developed it for my games. So anyway. With that, we will take our first and only break. That should be the name um, of the episode at this point. <laughs> what? With that. <laughs> or just anyway. Anyway. Is there any other news we can hit before we go to break? Uh, let's see. Uh, how about we do the WB? They said uh, Ezra Miller might sit out of promoting The Flash because it's not a PR-driven film. <laughs> That's the reason. It's not a PR-driven yeah. film. That's why. 
because because they'd have to go to all of those people and go, you can't ask him about his choking out uh, fans and uh, grooming children and all the other crazy heinous shit that he's done in the last two years. You can't ask him about any of that, but you can only ask him about the flash. Yeah. Uh, on the on the Warner Brothers uh, note here, uh, you, you were talking about James Mangold and uh, directing one of the Star Wars movies, right? Yes. And so he's going to direct a Swamp Thing movie for James Gunn as well. So that, he's that doing. Uh, he's doing. I think what is called. I think it's called Rise of the Jedi. I think is the one that has been assigned to him. I think you can look at the celebration notes from this year, and and find out. But I'm pretty sure that's what it is. That it's it's kind of the not quite the Knights of the Old Republic because it would be predating that even. So I like Swamp Thing, but I don't know if I want a Swamp Thing movie because I feel like it's gonna. I don't know. I have a weird feeling about James the the James Gunniverse a version of Swamp Thing. Well, uh, they they finally. Put- I'm, a, I'm a, well. I think we're all hesitant a little about the Gunniverse because you know. It's coming off of colossal failure verse, so you know, like, how was the DC Unlimited Swamp Thing? I didn't get a chance to watch it. So, like, as a Swamp Thing fan, well, I'm like, I'm like, as Kev is to Hawkman, I am to Swamp Thing. Um, I thought it was fine, but only fine. You know, I'd max it out as seven out of ten. How does it compare so to the the Swamp Thing movie with? Was it Heather Thomas? I think. Who was in the Swamp Adrian Thing Barbeau. Movie? Adrian Barbeau. Okay. All right. That one? Is that the one you're talking about? I think so. Yeah, there was only one Swamp Thing movie, right? Yeah, but there was a... Se- wasn't there a series, too, or am I thinking something else? I Was there a TV series? So, I'm pretty sure the movie was Adrian Barbeau. I'm pretty sure that's right. If you know, call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Kenobi. Hello there. Almost got Adrian Barbo was in the movie. Yeah, Adrian Barbo. That's what I thought. Wait, Directed by Wes Craven. Oh, I forgot that too. Yeah, and and Leland Palmer was Swamp Thing when he was in his human form. I think. It was Ray Wise. Ray Wise. Yeah, Leland Palmer. All right. Anyway, uh, I you know they they put the second half of the Titans, the Titans and Doom Patrol are are available on on Max now, and right. Uh, like the second to last episode of Titans has Beast Boy like entering the red universe or whatever. And it's supposed to be like a key to all universes. Something about his powers that I didn't, I don't know much enough about it, but they just had the worst crossover for absolutely no reason. They, they, as he's like figuring out these powers, he just pops into Stargirl. Like, and the only reason I know it's Stargirl is because I've seen, I've, I've never seen the show and he's just there and she goes, Oh, hi. And he goes, oh, this isn't where I need to be. And he just and he just leaves. Like, that's it. And then, like, while he's, like, trying to find his right universe, it shows Swamp Thing, which I would assume yes. is from the DC Unlimited Swamp Thing, but it might have been from the movie. I couldn't quite tell because it was fast. And, you know, you're just kind of seeing mirrors into other universes. And it's like, so they, it's like, just we need an excuse to show the multiverse. When, no they, when they did the Arrowverse multiverse thing last time, they did the same thing. They had a shot from the show from the DC TV show Swamp Thing, just vaguely like of something happening. And the red is connected to Swamp Thing because Swamp Thing's connected to the green. Okay. Because color coordination in DC is a wonderful thing. 
And I think he gets his powers from that, and the red is like an alternate, like an alternate, like enemy version of the green. Or well, it would shit. make sense. What they said on Titans was the red is the spirit of all animal life. So the green is probably the spirit of all plant life, which would make sense. Some shit like that. Okay. I that that was part of Swamp Thing's story. That I was like, okay, this is convoluted. I'm gonna I'm gonna skim past I'm, this part. I'm pretty sure Beast Boy. And it's funny that they would have him pop up in Stargirl because I'm pretty sure Beast Boy is an original member of uh, of uh, Doom Patrol. I mean, in in this con- in in the, the the TV show continuity, he is for sure. Uh, the the yeah, chief, he was the originally chief. in Doom Patrol. Yeah, the chief he is, the right? chief made yeah. uh, made Beast Boy the 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 chief. Like all these guys are. Related to the chief from Doom Patrol, so yes, and they they cross over, you know, and and then the yeah, um, and actually in this version, um, Cyborg is part of the Doom Patrol, like he's in like every episode of Doom yeah, Patrol. Yeah, that's that's the one that was throwing me. Yeah, the cy- Cyborg. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, well, I'm I'm waiting to finish up. Uh, I'm waiting to finish up Doom that Patrol sucks. as well, which I really liked. I'm I'm sad that you didn't like it because I, I enjoyed the show a lot. Um, you never read the book. No, no, you're right. You're, and that 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 makes sense, right? One of the things I like about it, though, is that I didn't know any of the characters. You know what I mean? Like, it's so... That's why I like the boys. That's why I like Umbrella Academy. I don't know that yeah. Uncle Ben's going to die, that, you know, Bruce Wayne's parents are going to get killed. You know, I like coming in to something that I don't know. But, I mean, I I, I like the Spider-Man movies, too, even though I knew, do know a lot of the, the lore. But um, let's do one or two more Warner Brothers so we can go to break here. Um... Lawmakers want the Justice Department to investigate whether the mer- the Warner Brothers Discovery merger was even like, if it, is it making it worse for consumers? Which I think it is. Probably so, yes. Yeah. Uh, let's is see. Is that one of those monopoly busting things? Yep. Yep. Uh, the All Last right. of Us showrunner uh, is collaborating for a deep drive into the show's look and sound. Uh, they want the show to be around for a while beyond season two. Can it? That's dumb. I thought they were saying it's going to be limited. They're so, just going to do the two games at, and be done. At the pace, um, if they continue the pace, there's only two games. So one game, one season. So the second game would be the second season. Unless they want to draw it out, which I think would be bad. Um, to draw out The Last of Us second game. Because I don't think there's enough content. There's as much content well, in the first season and the second season, so drawing out the s- second game just wouldn't make sense. They could would also they could also release a third game before a third season. I, yeah, but it's harder to put out a whole game than it is the whole the the show. We don't know. It's not in in production already. It wasn't. No, no, no. They've talked about now since the show came out. Oh, they want to start making a third oh, game. Okay. At least that's what they've said. It could have been a production the whole time. Maybe this was them gauging it. Who knows? But the current ideal is, oh, in theory, we're trying to have another um, another game come out soon, maybe, do off of the success of the show. But we'll see. It's all convoluted. All right. I don't think it's, I don't think going past th- three seasons max, anything beyond that is just HBO looking for the money, which I don't think will be there. Right. All right. Last one. Um, do you know Gendy Tartakovsky? Bless you. Yeah. Yeah. 
right. Tartakovsky uh, did the original Clone Wars uh, shorts for Cartoon Network and also Samurai Jack. Yeah, and then he's got one called Primal that's like a little more adult oriented. Yeah, right? I haven't seen I haven't seen that one yet, but um, yeah, it's I'm cool. Aware of it. So yeah, it's, and so he's working on a sequel to Primal, and then uh, somehow he was able to get his show, his Cartoon Network show, Unicorn. It made it through the WB purge. So again, I just wanted to mention him because I know he's in the genre and we're makes he makes great stuff. Yeah, yeah, the Clone Wars shorts were awesome, oh, and yeah. so was Samurai Jack. I love Samurai Jack. The last season I thought was eh, but I like the show very much overall. They're looking at a Game of Thrones prequel about Aegon's conquest, and they've talked about uh, doing a lot of different. Um, what well, are they doing? An animated dump and egg thing? Is that that? So thing? I thought that was a show, like a real, like a live action show that they wanted to do for a while, but I guess that's fallen through. Okay. Um, and I guess I mean it could be cool, but I don't know. I feel I feel like if we get too much Targaryen, it's not cool. You know, we're getting a whole show about Targaryens. We got a whole show about Targaryens burning shit. We're getting another show about Targaryens burning shit. Do we need a third show about Targaryens burning Targaryen's shit? Targaryens burned a lot of shit in the Seven Kingdoms. I mean, you know, you got to have a lot of shows about it. Well, listen, the the difference, uh, you know, we need just, I think we need different shit. I think, like, do like a Stark show for like a season. Or Why don't they like call that. it like the uh, Targaryens burn shit? Like, why don't they call it that? Welcome to the latest episode of Targaryen's Burn Shit. Yeah. <laughs> they should do a Game of Thrones uh, Housewives style show and just do all political drama and just people saying really mean things to each other than going on vacation and saying mean things to each other on vacation. Like the real Housewives of the Seven Kingdoms? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, the real the real Housewives of the Red Keep or something like that. Yeah. Mean things like, why don't you stop nitpicking me and just show up? Yeah. Mean stuff like that? Yeah. Kind of like that. One of the two should say that to her friend. I know. All right. Last last story before break. Uh, Barbie Fer- Ferreria, Ferreria um, exited uh, Euphoria. And so she was the one that um, she was making money like as a cam girl on the show if you watched Euphoria. And- oh, she left? Yeah. And there was a lot of like rumors and, and things coming out about her like having arguments on the set and, and not liking the direction of her character. And so she Yeah, she if, if I recall correctly, I, I think she's the larger girl. Yes. Of the of the little group. And so and so she's gone, huh? How yeah. about that? I, I think, thought for sure it would be Sweeney. Oh, because her career's blowing up and she's gonna go because, on to bigger and better well, things. Well, I don't know about her career blowing. I mean, I know is she doing a remake of Barbarella? Yeah, I mean she's and getting a lot of parts, so you know. Yeah, I mean, and she did that whatever that that thriller was, and so on and so forth. She's kind of the it it girl of the moment, and I think it. I think, with all due respect, I think it has a lot to do with stuff that she did in Euphoria. You know, I mean, there was a lot of you know there was a lot of. It's not gratuitous. There were a lot of adult things in Euphoria, and I think you know that that kind of opened the door for her in a lot of different ways. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying she's a bad performer. I don't think she's. I mean, I don't think she's a, an exceptional performer per se, but I certainly think that. Um, and I think she's even admitted herself that you know 
although it was a you know like the the director and all that they worked with her about what she was comfortable with and what she wasn't and the things that she did in that show served the character um or else she you know would say something about it and so on and so forth so i'm not saying any of those things are bad what i'm saying is i i think that those had a direct correlation with some of the projects that like barbarella i think it definitely had something to do with you know with with that more than let's say her performance level or something yeah well i think that was a big part of the like the buzz around her is that everybody focuses too much on the adult stuff and not on the acting or anything else and so right but it is what it is all right i i I, i'm up uh, i i'm upset to see any cash changes in that uh, show i really like that show euphoria and i i think it's so really super well done um i i've really liked that i'm actually looking i i for some reason i thought maybe it was done but i guess not i think they're gonna have uh, one more season but uh, but that uh barbie for her her character was way cut back in season two it felt like like she was like you could it, it was a noticeable reduction of screen time for her character and and now she's just going to be not there, right? So right, you, you know. So I think it was that she didn't like the direction they were taking the character, and um, I mean, I, I kind of agree. I like, I, I wasn't, I didn't like how the character was treated in the second season uh, compared right. to the first season, and now she's just. I mean, yes, yeah, so I I can see why she wanted to leave as an actress. So right, good. And with that, we will take our first and only break. On this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 7 and other numbers, 20, uh, I remembered, 720, the one we're calling Skate or Die. After these messages, we'll be right back. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. Hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. (laughs) Wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. 
proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real onset stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Johnny Blaze, no one has ever attempted such a distance before. 300 feet from field go to field go. What's going through your mind right now? You look really good. Hey, this is Ava Mendez from Ghost Rider, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Let's ride. Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the Sandwich Shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Half Una Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you're in from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale. Hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received. Fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. 
You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Here you go. <laughs> That's a good way to start the commercial with the crunch of a lovely parm crisp. That's right. No Geek Stuff TNG would be complete without Parm Crisp Snack Mix. Parm Crisps are full of all the nutrients you need and the wonderful flavors you have come to love and know, like Parm. Crisp. Yeah, also crisp. Almonds, cashews, pistachios, three grams of net carbs per serving. Net carbs, Kev, does that mean that it has some carbs that cancel out because it doesn't have sugar? Yeah, it has diet, it has fiber in it and no added sugar. So you take the fiber, you remove the fiber from the carbohydrates, the dietary fiber. And who makes Parm Crisps? Are they their own company? I believe so. Wow, an independent company too. Looking at their website, parmcrisps.com, it says our original blend of Parm Crips, you can get an everything tub, an original pouch, you can get the ranch snack mix pouch, or sour cream and onion pouch. What's your favorite, I'm, Kev? I haven't seen sour cream and onion. What was that? I like, I like the original. I like the original, but the ranch one is fine too. I'd like to try sour cream and onion. It's probably very good. Yeah, you could get the variety pack. Oh, looking at all of the ingredients. Oh, you see, sir, I, I get them at the Costco in the large size because I eat so many delicious parm crisps. Oh, looking at the website, let's see what's in the variety pack. You got cheddar, original, jalapeno, everything, four cheese, and sour cream. They all sound delicious. Yeah, but I don't think they're doing the big, what is this? 20 ounce. I don't think they're doing, are they doing 20 ounces of all those flavors? I don't know. For more information on Parm Crisps, go to parmcrisps.com and find them at your better retailers today. When you buy them, mention Geek Stuff TNG for absolutely no discount. Reach right. them at checkout and look like a weirdo. <laughs> Reach out to them at parmcrisps.com and tell them you heard about Parm Crisps from Geek Stuff TNG. Have we had have we had any phone calls lately? Not lately. Like a minute. No? no, none from Superfan Sergey. No, I mean he's kind of under the, uh, you know, the 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 accent doesn't quite go with the climate of the world at the moment. So I don't think we've heard from Superfan Sergey in a while. I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to reach out to Superfan Sergey. Because he reached out to me and I told him to, to call the GVM line and he didn't. 201-730-2547. Kenobi. Ooh, God damn it. <laughs> I'm set up for something Hello else. There. Hello. I'm set up for something else and you screwed me. Damn it. 201-730-25 Kenobi. Hello there. Oh, back in the old days when you used to use letters, dial 1-800-Kenobi. Hello there. You see, Sandwich, back in the day, phones had a rotary dial, and you, the first, it was a word at the beginning, Klondike 54321. That was before the dial, sir. That was when that was when the operator connected you. You <laughs> called the operator, and then the operator connected you. 
by you saying, hello, operator, can I get Klondike 829, please? Because there were enough, there were, there were so, there were few enough phones that you could just, and Klondike was just like the letter K, I think. I think it was the point of that. I think. I don't remember, to be honest. Right. That's what long, you know, hold on, let me do this. I don't remember how that system worked. Talking about phones. Um, but yeah, the, and that's what long distance was a million dollars. I think, I think the great Ronnie B had said, if you had told our parents that long distance would be free and water would cost money, they would tell you you were crazy right now. It's all about bottled waters are expensive and you can call anywhere in the world practically for free. Well, not free. I mean, anywhere in the country is long distance is free. At least it's not free. You are still paying, you pay your phone bill, but you don't pay extra for long distance. You used to pay your that's phone bill and then pay free. for long distance. Wow. You have to phrase it properly. Then you not you can call anywhere in the country so long as you have a phone service without paying additional for long distance. Right, but long distance always used to be extra. Yes. All right. Hey, look, this is really important. Actual breaking news. Are you not hearing the, the the sound? You don't hear it? I'm hearing it. Oh. It just hears like a mumbled thing. I hear, I hear it. it. It sounds great. It sounds great. It's going to sound great on the show. Don't worry. Anyway, we have breaking breaking news. We have breaking, breaking news, news in the Pentagon's leaked classified documents. His arrest comes after the Washington Post released a stunning new interview with a teenager who claims he knows the alleged leaker. ABC's Rena Roy has the breaking details. The teen calling the leaker OG, telling the paper he did not want to disclose OG's identity, location, instead describing OG as a charismatic, gun-loving gamer. I mean, it's in the news. I mean, wow. I mean, I've had trouble reaching OG lately. And so I think maybe we've found the answer. Is I mean, he, he was pretty active on that Discord server. I was yeah, on. yeah. Would you call him a charismatic, gun-loving gamer? I mean, that's that, I mean, that describes him to a T, right? Like at least two of those describe him. <laughs> gun-loving gamer, charismatic? I don't know about that. <laughs> well, let's hear. Let's hear what the uh, the secret informant had to say. Hold on. Oh, okay. I was first made aware of these documents. I want to say about six to eight months ago. I was in a Discord server by the name of Geek Stuff. TNG. And in this channel, there was classified documents being posted by a user who I will refer to as OG from this point. So apparently, the the that one dollar a month over on the Patreon. That voice sounds. That voice sounds familiar. Is that like? I don't know. It sounds familiar. Like I don't know who exactly it might be. It might be Gittles. Could, could be. be anyone. Could be anyone. Can we, can we hear that clip again? You want to hear that? Well, I got another clip of the same. There's more clips. Oh, you, you, oh, oh, more clips. I, I can play that one again. There's Okay, let's do this one. I would not call OG a whistleblower in the slightest. I don't think that there was a goal nor some sort of accomplishment that he was looking for in sharing these documents. Of course, there's some anti-government sen- uh, sentiment, but that's not unlike most right-wingers in the modern day and age. OG was not hostile to the U.S. government. However, he had disagreed with several occasions, such as Waco and Ruby Ridge, and thought that the government is overreaching in several aspects. Any claims that he is a Russian operative or pro-Russian is categorically false. He was a, he was a young, charismatic man who loved nature, God, 
who loved shooting guns and, and racing cars. He did have sort of a bossy attitude at some points, but it was more of a fatherly bossy. He did see himself as the leader of this group, and he ultimately he was the leader of this group. And he wanted us all to be sort of super soldiers to some degree. And I mean, super that, soldiers. I mean, all of it sounds like the OG that I know. Yeah, I mean, so very, very fatherly, you know, like lead, like leader, you know, charismatic leader. Like, that's that's well, OG. He does. He is a father. Yeah, and he is, you know, and 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 he is the leader of his of his little Patreon universe, right? That voice still sounds familiar. I can't play. I think he's Brian Gittles, but I'm not sure if that's true. Ooh, the lolly. I got another. I got another clip here. Hold on. The server really became very close during the pandemic when we were all locked down together. And every single day we would watch movies, play games, do activities together. We'd stream our, our houses and mess around and dance and have fun. Uh, when members would have issues like mental health crises, OG and other members would help them out. Um, there was stuff like, like, you know, family issues, like religion issues that he would always help us out on. And he was always very charismatic and, and, and had a, a good willpower to get us through these situations. And he really helped all of us. I mean, so also, Discord. also sounds like the OG I know. Very helpful, very religious, you know. Active in the Discord. Very, you know, active in the Discord during the pandemic, you know, playing games and all that. Yep, that, uh, wow. This is, it's kind of shocking. Yeah, well, let's let's hear how it all ended. I got one more, one more clip. This okay. Is, this is this is the last right. clip from, from our, uh, the speaker here. I spoke to OG about two days ago before he gave his final goodbye to us. He signed off saying that he did not want to be associated with any of us as to bring anything bad to him. He was just saying that this may be the last he ever sees of us and he was thanking us for all the good times that we had together. It was very emotional for from us. I mean, we had members crying, we had people just, just distraught and sad and uh, it was almost like seeing a family member pass away. Yeah, emotional, also descriptive of OG. So, wow. Uh, I just, I find it hard to believe that he uh, kept his, uh, you know, the sort of sharing of secret documents and things away from, from us for as long as he did. Because, wow, I mean, this must have been going on for quite some time, I imagine. Well, yeah, the guy said six or eight months ago is when he first became aware of the of the leaked documents so that's just aware yeah and god knows it could have been going on for years absolutely but again he's any implication that he's a russian operative is patently false right so i mean absolutely. i want i i remember at least on a couple of occasions where you know where like og and i would be having like an argument or disagreement where where he said something to me and like I didn't understand what he said, and 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 it sounded like he might have been speaking Russian, but just you know. And then he would be like, "No, what I said was, you know, like you're an asshole or whatever it was that he said, which I'm 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 sure is something that he said to me on more than one occasion, and deservedly so. Um, but the point is, is that I do remember at least a couple of occasions where he was just like, nuch, 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 you know, and I was like, Are "You speaking Klingon at me?" He goes, "No, what I said was," and then he just he would say it in 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 english or more clear i'm not saying he was speaking russian i'm saying it's it vaguely sounded 
you know, some like a guttural kind of language like Russian. That's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. All it right. kind of explains a lot, though. It explains the secrecy. You know what I mean? It explains why it's difficult to reach him sometimes. It explains why, you know, he, uh, he, you know, he kind of maybe he thought, you know, that that people were getting a little too close to the truth. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to take a, you know, I'm going to take a break from the show and, you know, like figure stuff out. Maybe that's the stuff that he needed to figure out. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Know. It all kind of makes sense. And now he's on the lamb from the feds. So, you know, got to. Apparently. Yeah. Well, if, if we could say, you know, one thing to OG, it would be like, listen, Dude, just give yourself up. You know, it won't be it won't be that bad if you give yourself. Oh no, they got him though, don't they? Don't they have him? They got him. Oh, they yeah. did get him. Yeah, yeah. they did so get him. They, well, well, then we should pro- we should say that if if he can hear this, look, just cooperate. You know, do what they're asking you to do, man, and let's just get through this. And of course, if there's anything that your geek stuff TNG family can do, we'll do it. We'll figure it out. We can fundraise, you know, for your uh, for your defense or, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's hard to know what to say. in in these moments, it, it'll be a new tier on the Patreon, the uh, the OG bail fund for fifty dollars a, a month on the Patreon. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, I mean, that assumes, you, you know, I mean, let's be honest. If the guy has been spying for a while, it's, I don't imagine he's going to turn up on this program anytime soon. <laughs> so. While we might be happy to contribute to some sort of bail, I suspect he's not. I suspect he's not gonna. Uh, you know, he's not going to uh, be out anytime soon. That's just what I think. Well, I did. I was looking through some of the old archives, and I, I found this. I think this may be an old coded message. So let me let me play this. I think that if you listen okay. closely, there might be something in it. What's going on, folks? OG here. Don't forget, each and every week, you can check out the OGP bonus content for each and every episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. You can find the content at the website, BigKev'sGeekStuff.com, or do a search in iTunes for OGP. So check it out. I mean, I feel like there was some coded messaging in that. In that there spot. could be some coded messaging. Kill John Lennon. Kill John Lennon. I don't. I don't think that's what it says. Have you seen that from South Park, though? Uh, no, I don't remember that one. Oh, there was. I forget what it was. It was some butter saw something that was coded, and then he's he just watches like, oh, kill John Lennon. He just walks around South Park for the entire episode, saying he's gonna go kill John Lennon. I vaguely remember that. All right. Should we move on from the breaking news? Sure. It, it, but as again, best, if you can. have any information that could help exonerate our pal OG, call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And we'll submit it directly to the uh, FBI. Um, let's see. How about Netflix? Let's talk about what's going over on, on Netflix. Uh, the Diplomat, which is like their hot new show with Carrie Russell, is got a season two coming up. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. What about Sweet Tooth? Did you any watch anybody watch Sweet Tooth season? No, one? I, I wanted to watch it, but I, I didn't watched, get a chance yet. 
most of season one. I never finished it. And then it's been like three years, I feel like, since the first season came out. Was it? I thought it was like last year. I thought the show came out closer to 2021. May have been been like, yeah, beginning of the pandemic and then maybe got pandemic delayed. It'll it'll be two years next month. Pandemic delay. It's got a season two. Uh, it's getting. I, it's either already out or getting ready to come out. So, but yeah. So, so how was it, sandwich? I mean, I liked it. I mean, I don't know how close it was to the source material. I never read uh, Sweet Tooth, um, but it was fine. It was cute when it needed to be cute, and it was not cute when it needed to be not cute. Um, like my girlfriend and me watched it, so like that's how you could tell. Like, okay, there's supposed to be some cute scenes in this movie in the show. It was fine. I. You know, haven't thought about it since I watched it. You know, so it wasn't like something I was really stuck by or something I was really excited for. I was like, oh, cool. Was when the next season comes out, because I know, like, you know, where it leaves off is in the end. Oh, it'll be cool when the next season comes out. You know, you know what, what you and your girlfriend can watch on uh, Netflix? The entire Hunger Games franchise is now on there. So you guys can watch that together. Ooh. And are they making like a new movie and or show? Am I imagining that? I think I it's a, a movie. It's called out. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And yeah, it's going to be like an in theaters movie. But like, is this based on? Did the writer of the Hunger Games write uh, this book, or is this original an original movie based on the Hunger Games? Does anybody know? No idea. No it, idea. I didn't even was, I didn't hear about this till right now. It was a novel. Okay, so it is. So it is a. It's a prequel. But it was launched during COVID. Okay, which is why ah. it had like minimal to no hype. Got it. But again, you so figure it, the, the writer of the Hunger Games is like, well, okay, it's dying. The Hunger Games fever is dying down. I need to write a new novel so I can keep the just like those Harry the Potter franchise going. People. Exactly, exactly. So, um, let's see what else. Uh, Netflix confirms they plan to spend two point five billion dollars on Korean content over the next four years. I wonder how much of that goes to um, Squid Games. Squid Game season two. Season two. That's why it's pre- that's why it's plural. Have they have they uh, have they announced that there's a season two? They want to do one. I imagine they do, but I haven't heard about an announcement. That's all. And you know, between that and like everything, everywhere, all at once. Although technically not a Korean movie, but then the other one too. What was that other one that won all the awards a couple years ago? Uh, Parasite. Parasite. Yeah, Parasite. Yeah, I mean. Because of the maybe the uh, broad appeal of those things, maybe that's the reason that that so much of that content. Plus, I think we're coming up on an anniversary, or it may have already passed, of size worldwide sensation Gangnam Style. <laughs> it may have passed already that anniversary, but um, the point is, is that yeah, that doesn't surprise me. There's a huge market for for korean entertainment so of course why not tap into it i mean why not broaden the american horizons yeah i mean k-pop is still very popular and getting more so so i mean i think that that the korean influence is is getting stronger so i mean yeah you went way back to to sai for for that but uh k-pop is all over the place yeah that's right sai invented k-pop yeah all of the pops are uh big and important nowadays especially with the influence of you know, of Asian media on America nowadays, you know, J because there's, there's J pop, which is just Japanese straight up K pop. And then 
they like to mix and match your idols and whatnot. You know, there's even just like American idols who are going over there and doing that stuff. It's a whole thing. Is that a whole pop? No, no, no. Like they'll the like US Korean pop. Korean Americans will go to Korea and join like oh, the see. idol, the idol bands. One of the big ones has an American uh, member on it. It's like one American, two Japanese, and two Korean. I saw a thing about it. My uh, a family member oh, of mine is very plugged into the uh, K-pop uh, scene. So which member? Uh female one. Who... Which one? <laughs> Anyways, new correspondent. Uh, uh, K- new new series on K-pop here on uh, Geek Stuff TNG. I little little Fifi's K-pop. I don't know. <laughs> that would have been. Uh, great. Yeah. Let's see. But They're yeah, also. No, I mean. Go ahead. I think uh, I was just saying Asian media is very influential nowadays in America. So I think, you know, it just makes sense that someone like Netflix wants to capitalize on the fact that they probably have most of their uh, interactions through anime and the stuff that comes from the Asian countries anyway. So it makes sense to, hey, let's spend a couple billion dollars on more Korean stuff because we know people will like it. And that's that. Yeah, they're also going to do a Chicken Run 2. And then I'm so excited for it. Yes. Chicken Run 2. Well, God, what is it 20 years later? At least. At least. At least. I loved that. I loved that movie and I loved that movie when I was a kid. I don't want to be a pie. I don't want to be. That's all I know is I don't want to be a pie. Absolutely. And wait, who was it? 2000 it came out. Oh my God, 23 years ago. 2000, really? Wow. I'm imagining um, some of those people are dead. Well, their careers are. I was saying Mel, Mel Gibson, Gibson comes to mind. Yeah, and what it wasn't Minnie Driver, like the uh, another voice in that movie. Pretty sure. Well, I mean, they had I'm trying to think who they had in that. They had like a big. So Ginger was Julia Sawala. Who the hell that is? Mel Gibson was the male lead. Yeah. Was it Miranda Driver, one of the other ones? I don't see her in the cast, oh. no. Okay, who's in the read the cast down? Uh, uh, so Mel Gibson, Miranda Richardson. Miranda Richardson. Uh-huh, that is uh, Miss Tweedy. She was... Um, oh, I can see her face, but I, I can't remember. Was she the one in Nip Tuck? Is uh, that her? I can't remember. Go on, who else? Uh, Tony Haygarth. Okay, no idea. Next, Ooh, he has passed since. Since uh, do, do, do Benjamin Withrow. Okay, next. I mean, these are voice but, actors, do, do, do. so you're not gonna. You might not know them all. By name, Timothy Spall. Timothy Stall is what's his name from Harry Potter. He was the guy, the rat, the guy rat, the rat guy. Oh Kevin yeah, the rat guy. Pettigrew. He I can't Worm remember his tale. name. Yeah, tale. Who else? Uh, Phil Daniels. Okay, who else? <laughs> uh, Jane Horrocks. Okay, who else? Imelda Staunton. Imelda Staunton is actually uh, quite a prolific actress. She's done something fairly well known to us. and I She don't was Professor Umbridge in Harry Potter. Oh, there you go. Right. Umbridge. And yeah, she's married to 
she's married to the guy who plays uh the head butler on on um oh my god what is that show Downton Abbey oh okay Carson. in real life she's married to Carson go on then uh, the last one they have here is Lynn Ferguson no idea okay so I, I I don't know why I got it in my head that Minnie Driver was one of the voices in that but okay that's fine right. well along with that in the news story it says they're they're uh, doing an adaptation of the graphic novel Nimona. Do you, anybody familiar with Nimona? Nope. No. Oh, all right, then. Well, then we'll move on. Um, Sam Jackson, John Davidson, Washington are going to star in August Wilson's The Piano Lesson on Netflix. So just is he going to say "motherfucker" over the over soft piano medleys? This motherfucking piano. Yep, I'm sure it was actually that was the original title, "The Motherfucking Piano Lesson." Uh, let's see. Let's move over to Amazon Prime. Only Murderers in the Building is coming back um, August 3rd, I think. Oh, With Meryl I, Streep. Meryl Streep, yeah. I want to complain about Amazon Prime real quick. Okay. Oh, boy. So, the other day, I was at my friend's house, and we were able to watch Tombstone, um, but we could only watch it with ads. <laughs> yes. The ads on Amazon Prime are the most fucking abrupt... <laughs> and loudest fucking ads i've yep. ever seen yep they do have that problem i'm watching we're watching the movie and it's not like they even like gently fade to black real quick and then play the ad the scene will still be going there is a great scene when you know wyatt Earp is like yelling like tell him i'm coming for him yeah would yeah, you like to fix it, your basement <laughs> yeah it's yeah that's what it's like it's like i'm your huckleberry ozempic <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Prime, Amazon, you are one of the most prolific companies on the planet right now. Please invest in gently editing your ads into movies. <laughs> just gently. Just do a quick fade to black so I can at least be prepared. Because I was watching Tombstone and then Psycam. You need Psycam? Have some Psycam. And then like just, just fucking ads. Just abrupt so, and bad. So you, you couldn't watch it regular. You had to, there's only, it's only on the ad supported tier. It's only on the ad supported tier. That's, yeah, that's like, odd. Yeah. Um, so it was just strange. Like the movie was like, we still got to enjoy the movie. It just made it better sometimes that Wyatt Earp is like screaming that he's going to get his revenge. And then is your basement fully insulated? Well, call us. We're the basement insulators. It's like, okay, that's, that's not wild west. That's how I know when the movie stops, I guess. And then well, it would come know. it would come back literally right after. Like they would just like hard cut the middle of the movie and then play the ads. And then sometimes it would just the scene would just wrap up and then they would change scenes. So they didn't even do it properly. Yeah, there's not there's no, it's just random. I mean, right, it, it it's not at a, any kind of natural breaking point. It just no. the ads pop in, just like on like if you're watching something on YouTube, they just pop yep. in and yeah. they're back out. And sometimes like I feel like it doesn't start back up. Like you miss, like you lose a, a, a second on on either end of the ad because they don't. It doesn't fade out and fade back in. It just kind of cuts it. Unfortunately. Yes. So that's my Amazon Prime, right? There you go. Yeah. Well, news. We have news about Amazon Prime. Though, otherwise, <laughs> their uh, Bosch Legacy is renewed for a season three. Uh, Reacher, Wheel of Time, The Summer, Turned Pretty, and more originals are going to. Dream on freebie. So like Amazon is now preview. 
taking that, their stuff and putting it over onto Freebie. Is that what you were watching? Yeah. That's what Tombstone was on, yeah. Freebie. Okay. So is Freebie owned by Amazon or is it a different company? It's through Amazon. So that's Amazon's ad supported. Like we channel. were yeah, we were watching it on Amazon Prime Prime through Freebie, I think is where it was. So all of these Amazon shows you can watch with random commercials loudly interrupting the show at random Yay. points in the show. Down with Rebelsis! <laughs> it's my money and I need it now! <laughs> One eight hundred cars for kids. Never that one. ARS cars for kids. No, okay. The great, great scam. Uh, let's see. Uh, how about Dead Ringers? I heard Rachel Weiss is doing very, uh, very good work in the reboot of the Cronenberg classic. That was, oh was it Julian Sands was, or was it Jeremy Irons? Was Dead Ringers? Do we remember? I don't even know. No. All right, it's a, it's a, the story is about identical twin surgeons, right? Was it Julian Sands in that one? I feel like it's Julian Sands. I don't know. I hate Cronenberg. Anything Cronenberg bugs nope. me out. It was Jeremy really? Irons. Like Jeremy Irons. Much, much better actor. Much better I've actor. I've never Jeremy seen Irons. The Fly. I see, I see what you did there. It bugs you out. Cronenberg, famous movie, The Fly. Oh, that wasn't intentional, but yeah. Never say it was. He, he just likes the the Cronenberg land on Rick and Morty. That's his favorite uh, episode. Is the Cronenberg universe? No, uh, at least. <laughs> let's see what else. Uh, RoboCop, Stargate, Legally Blonde, and Barbershop are among the titles for uh, like reboots over at Amazon. Also, like a RoboCop I guess, series. I'd like a RoboCop series. That'd be cool, actually. Like him just doing RoboCop crime. But it, so. If you do a RoboCop but, series, does that mean that he just it's just a cop show with him as RoboCop and it's not him against OCP, pretty much. right? Omniconsumer or, yeah, or, or it's that just in a long like, form. Yeah, long form. You know, over the course of the season, they do one movie or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, again, if you take out the evil corporation, then it's just, I mean, then that's not what RoboCop's about, right? Co- correct me if I'm wrong. There's the three movies and then there's other stuff. But I think by the I end don't... of the third movie, like, he's still RoboCop and he's still... I think, what the hell, is, what's the acronym for that company? It's like OCP. OCP. Omni Consumer OCP, Products. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That company just goes away, I think. They run Detroit. Right? It's yeah. Detroit is where it takes place, right? Yeah. All I remember is in the third movie, he gets like a jetpack. <laughs> so he's the Mandalorian. He goes off, he goes off to Mandalore yeah. to reclaim he's, his, he's his... just He's CGI poorly flying through Detroit, like stopping crime towards the end. Nice. Um I like RoboCop a lot, actually. It's really cool. The, I didn't like the reboot movie. Um, no one did. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing special about it. I'm just stating. I'm joining the crowd and saying I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Boys season four has wrapped filming, and uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is going to be. Do we, we don't even know who his character is going to be, right? We just know he's in it. In what? The boys season four. So oh, ne- yeah. No, we don't. Negan's yeah, we coming, know to, nothing. coming to, to Vite. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Over on Hulu... The, the King of the Hill reboot is our continuation is going to have a time jump, so I guess Bobby Hill is going to be an adult now. Bobby, Bobby, oh, damn it, Bobby, that's my I imagine, purse. I don't know you. I imagine Bobby probably still lives at home or lives in town, um, near his parents, <laughs> one or the, the other. The propane shop, one or the other. Could be. That it? Can uh, we wrap up now? I want to play Fortnite with uh, my friend. Uh, all right. Is there anything that we have to talk about? 
I guess we can wrap it up. Let me let me just uh, let me let me hit these Doctor Who stories so we can get them off the, oh, off the prep sheet, fuck and then we can sake. go. Uh, let's see. Um, so the new uh, Inkuti Katawa is the new Doctor. Uh, they're going back to the '60s. Uh, Murray Gold is confirmed to return as the composer. Um, Jinx Monsoon from RuPaul's Drag Race is added to the cast. Matt Smith wants to come back, but obviously he can't play the Doctor. Uh, he wants to play somebody other than the Doctor, so that's going to be... They're going to try to work that in. And uh, Jodie Whittaker... Kev just walks away and just lets me read off Doctor Who stories. Um, <laughs> Jodie Whittaker is going to be the lead in uh, Time Season 2, set in a women's prison. And then uh, related to Doctor Who, Red Dwarf uh, can finally move forward as a legal dispute has been resolved. Oh, did Red, did, did Red Dwarf get your attention there, Kev? Yes, it did. Do you want to save that topic for next time? Yes. All right, we'll talk about Red Dwarf. The problem next time. All right. So let's uh, let's fade into the uh, plugs here, right? Be sure you're following the show on Patreon and geekstuff.geekstufftng. GeekStuffTNG.com. You can find our link tree. You can call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Send us an email. No. At oh, did he... Hello there. You're too far away from the mic. I couldn't even hear that. I heard... Uh, um, what else? It's uh, GeekStuffTNG on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram also. You can follow me at Scott on Twitter and Instagram. What about you, Sandwich. I am Fat Dumbledore on Instagram, F A T D O M B L E D O R E. And Mr. Kev, do you want to bring us to a close with your. Big Kev's Geek Stuff, BK Geek Stuff on Fortnite and Geek Stuff TNG or BK Geek Stuff elsewhere. Old man, old man Kev's yelling again. <laughs> What a great, what a great experience for the Shut listeners. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Be- Before oh. I bring this motherfucking piano lesson to you. Old man Geek Stuff's getting angry again. <laughs> and with that, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 720, Skate or Die, to a close. The way we end some episodes by saying. Good night. Barry Humphreys, wherever you are, Kenobi. Hello there. And on that note, we cue the music. All right, hey, all right, good job, guys. Uh, Let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day.